Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first official episode of Big Apple Bites. My name is Andy, and I've got a great show for all of you guys today. So first, I'm going to give you my recap of the Giants' heartbreaker against Tampa Bay from this past Monday. I mean, nothing is new. Heartbreak is pretty common if you're a Giants fan these days. You can just ask me. After that, I'm going to take a look ahead to Big Blue's Week 9 Tankathon. Oh yeah, it's a tankathon coming up. Versus the Washington football team this Sunday. And I'm also going to tell you guys a little story about my experience with the Michael K. Show. Yeah, the Michael K. Show. And I think you guys will get a kick out of it. And finally, to end today, Samik will be joining me to give you all some football facts. Yes, the classic show is not dead. We'll break down the biggest games from this last week and give you the best ones to watch this week. And we'll give you the rundown of the other guys in the NFL. So with that, let's get on with the show. Welcome back, everybody. So to start today's show, I have some breaking news for you guys. It's going to just rattle the world completely. I got a new microphone. Oh, yeah. I sure did. Groundbreaking. So I hope... This sounds better than my old iPad microphone, and I think it does already. So I hope that this will improve the quality of the show for a long time to come. If you guys are wondering which mic it is, it is the Blue Yeti Blackout Edition, and it is really good so far, super easy to use. And yeah, I'm enjoying it, and this is not sponsored. This is just my take on the mic, and yeah, I'm loving it so far. So now on to the stuff that you guys are here for. The meat of the show. An interesting game versus Tampa this past week. I, I, I don't understand why the Giants have to play in primetime so much. It's just waiting longer for the inevitable. And even though they had a big lead early, I could see it coming because blowing leads and just losing in a bunch of different ways, it's the Giants way right now. I think you would all would likely agree with me on that. But so it does kind of pain me that they lost like that, I think. I'm not sure about the call. I'm not a ref. They're more experienced than me, so you know what? I'm not going to get all up in their business about whether they should have called that a pass interference or not. It was a really close play. But I actually feel like this might do more good for the Giants than harm. So after they lost versus Philadelphia the other week, um, I've just felt like, yeah, you lost your chance at doing anything this year. Just tank. Just tank. Try and get a good draft pick. Please, don't fail the tank. And at the beginning of the game on Monday, I was worried that they were going to fail the tank. It, It's like, really, you guys are going to lose in ridiculous fashion to both Philly and Dallas, and now you're going to beat the team that has one of the best offenses in the NFL that just keeps getting better and better every week? Yeah, that's, that's going to go over well. That's going to go over real well, guys. But you know what? They did what I was rooting for them to do, and they blew it. Yeah, 
tank, Giants. Please tank. I beg of you, don't pull some crap where you're going to start winning some games and then you get a mediocre draft pick and you still miss the playoffs. I appreciate this loss. I appreciate your defense, Antoine Winfield Jr. Thank you. And shout out to Antoine Winfield Jr., former Minnesota Gopher. Yeah, he's the man. So, <laughs> the Giants jump out to an early lead, 14-6 to at halftime, and Tom Brady's angry, and you don't want angry Tom Brady. And everybody's thinking, oh, Tom Brady and his thing versus the Giants. Oh my gosh, he's like cursed against the Giants. Well, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Don't say that. Angry Tom Brady is not something you want to see. And what does angry Tom Brady do? He gets them an eight-point lead with not much time left in the game. And they're up. And this is like a time now where Daniel Jones can prove why he was drafted number six. Gettleman. Get out, please. This is a message to the Giants here. Find a new GM, please. I beg of you as a fan. Please don't torture us with Dave Gettleman anymore. But back to what I was saying. This could be a signature moment for Daniel Jones. I mean, he did it versus Tampa last year with that late touchdown and the big comeback versus Tampa last year. Now, granted, that was a much different Tampa team, but you're down by eight and you're driving down the field and... There's not much time left, about 40 seconds, and you find Golden Tate in the end zone. And as a fan, I'm like, wow, Daniel Jones is actually doing something in the clutch. And then I'm also like, oh, crap. We might win this game. We might send this to overtime. Oh, no. And then they have to go for two to tie the game. And it looks like Jones is actually going to tie this game. He's got Dion Lewis in the end zone. But then, our Lord and Savior, Antoine Winfield Jr., comes and defends the pass. Don't really want to get into whether it was clean or not, because I think this could cause a massive debate. But whatever, the Giants lose. It kind of stinks in a way, but it's also good. Now, you don't have to have me here going, really, guys? Really? You had to do that. But whatever, the Giants lose 27-25. to And the defense showed a lot of good signs, especially being able to defend the potent Tampa offense so well. And it was, it was impressive. I will definitely say that. I think the secondary is improving quite a bit. And, oh crap, I said the wrong score. It was 25-23. to 23. Sorry about that, guys. So, yeah, that's just my mind. It's been, it's been a busy week. So, the, the defense showing some signs of possible life. And, I appreciate it, I guess. Maybe it's a good sign for the future. I'm surprised that they were able to keep it that close for the entire game. I'm shocked. I'm surprised they were leading so early. 
This was not a game that should have been close. The Giants should have been destroyed. It should have been a game nobody wanted to watch because it was coming down to the wire. It was, it should not have been. And I will say, it was not a good showing for Tampa this past week. Sure, Tom Brady had a great second half, but the first half was just dismal. So, my takeaways are, yeah, Giants, you need to tank. Don't try and do anything. You're just going to fail miserably. You've proven that you've failed miserably a bunch of times this year already. Don't start winning games or, yeah, I'll be mad. Get a good draft pick. I demand of you. And then my other takeaway is the Tampa offense had a down week and they've got Antonio Brown coming in for reinforcement. And the defense looked okay for Tampa also. That might be a bit of a weakness for them still, but I don't know. I just really don't know. The Giants are a really tough team to gauge. Like, they're really bad on paper, and their defenses looked pretty decent. But it's not their year at all. They just need to wait until they have the pieces. They need to get Gettleman out of there. They they need to find a new GM. That's that's my take on the game versus Tampa. Good showing, boys. You'll be back. And I guess hopefully I'll lose to the football team so that you'll get a better draft pick. Jets, please win a couple games so we can get the number one pick. Please. I beg of you. Giants fan misery. But you know what? That's the past. And coming up next, I've got a look ahead for you guys to week nine versus the Washington football team. So stick around. Welcome back, everybody. So Washington is playing the Giants this weekend. And I just want to give you guys a quick little preview of this so obviously for the Giants Golden Tate is out because he can't control himself or something he's on the bench for disciplinary reasons and both teams suck it's a tank bowl it is a tank bowl it is here here's the thing the Giants almost beat Tampa last weekend and I think that was definitely a sign of an upswing for them. But on the other hand, they still aren't very good. And Golden Tate had a good week last week. He's not going to play. Okay. What about Washington? Well, here's the problem. The Giants' secondary sucks. And they're going to probably have trouble guarding guys like McLaurin. He's easily one of the most underrated players in the NFL right now. And remember, Washington almost beat the Giants last time. If it weren't for that stupid going for two call and that fumble recovery for a touchdown, which were both lucky for the Giants, I think the Giants would have easily lost that game last time. The Giants aren't good. I mean, neither is Washington, but the Giants really are not that good. Washington has shown flashes of potential. I mean, it's not that much, but they have shown it. 
And the Giants, they just look dead sometimes. They can't get the ball moving. I mean, and they don't even have Devontae Freeman this week. I, I just do not see how this team still operates and how they almost beat Tampa last week. I think that was definitely a bit of a, a weird circumstance, I guess. But to give you the short story, I think Washington is going to win this game. I actually think the Giants are going to have trouble on defense guarding McLaurin and putting pressure on Kyle Allen just because the defense sucks. So I think Washington wins in a close game. Yeah. I mean, I think this game's a toss-up, but I'm going to go with Washington here. I'm sorry, Giants, but you guys got a tank. I think the Giants are in full tank mode right now, and that is why I think Washington will be able to beat them because the Giants, I don't think at this point, care. I think they just care about getting a good draft pick. So Washington, coming from a Giants fan, I am giving you guys my word. I think Washington is going to win this game in a close one. But yeah, we're just going to have to see. Yeah, nothing much more to say about this game. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Tank Bowl. Let's go. Alright, coming up next. I've got a story about my appearance. Appearance in quotes on the Michael K Show. So stick around for that. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, guys. So, I called into the Michael K. show after the game against the Eagles. I had a whole rant prepared. It was, this was me wanting to get my word out on the air, on mainstream media about how ticked off I was at the Giants, because at that point, it looked like if they had won that game, they would have had a shot to make the playoffs. And it was just painful. Another painful loss. They had ha found another way to lose the game. So, I had been waiting on the line for literally hours. And so after one hour, I accidentally hung up, but then, and then I tried calling back a bunch of times that the line was busy. And then I eventually got through, and they let me back on the line, and I actually got on the show. Now, I'm not sure if I can share the audio with you guys, so I'm going to reach out to ESPN New York to see if I can share it with you. I have it. I'm just not sure with copyright and stuff. But I'll give you the rundown, so I call in. I've got this whole rant prepared, and I'm starting to talk, and then <laughs> they ask me what my expectations were for the season, and I'm t running through this, and I'm also talking about like how painful it is to be a Giants fan, and Michael K. literally tells me that there are Giants fans who are saying, hold my beer. No, the, no did he say, no, he didn't say Giants fans, he said that there were Jets fans saying, hold my beer. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jets. <laughs> This is this is my apology to Jets fans right here. But point being <laughs> I told them that I thought that the Giants would beat the Rams and that was my preseason predictions and they literally hung up on me. They hung up on me and I just start laughing on my end and I am so happy I got the recordings 
And I think they thought I was crazy, to be completely honest with you. So I'm not sure if I'm welcome back for calling in. I didn't get banned by Don, thank goodness. But <laughs> I think I could have. I think I could have. I kind of made a fool of myself. I will admit it. It was kind of. It was kind of sad. But yeah, I hope I'll be able to share the clip with you guys. Then I can give you guys the more of a deep rundown there but for now that is my short story about my experience on the michael k show you kind of have to listen to it to understand it but it was just really funny and i was talking about how i devoted my whole nfl fandom to the giants and just how ticked i was at how bad they were and <laughs> they didn't like that i said that the that I thought that the before the season the Giants would beat the Rams. Obviously, I was wrong about the Rams. I think a lot of people were. So, yeah. That's the story about my call into the Michael K. Show. I hope you guys will be able to hear the audio. And coming up next, Samik is going to join me for some football facts. We'll tell you about news from around the league, some of the best games from last week, and some of the games you should watch this week. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Big Apple Bites, everybody. So, Smeek and I, we're back for Football Facts. And I just want to tell you, we had a lot of fun with this one. We got into a bit of a scrum over the Giants and Washington. And I kind of lost it. So, that is just a warning for you guys. But... It was a fun episode as always. So, right here, right now, here is Football Facts with Samik. Hello everybody, welcome back to Football Facts. First time in a while, I am here with Samik. Samik, how you doing? Doing pretty good. So, the NFL season, we're... Definitely in full swing right now. And we had some pretty good games last week, especially with teams, games between contending teams. And so I want to first start with the Steelers-Ravens game, which came down to the wire, came down to the last play. A great last play. A great last play. One of the best defensive uh, plays I've seen this entire year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was a really good finish. And we might have a new king of the NFC North. Do we? Do I we, though? I think so. Uh, at least for now. I think the Ravens definitely have a shot to up, upset Pittsburgh, I guess, in their second game of the year. But as of now, Pittsburgh looks like it's one of the best teams in the league, if not the best. Well, obviously right now they look like the best team. They're well-rounded on all sides of the ball. And and it's proven with their record so far. And I think think Baltimore is just... I'm not sure about Lamar Jackson, to be completely honest with you. Yep, I think Baltimore is overhyped. I don't know if Lamar Jackson is really that good. Um, Yeah, it's 
it's a tough tough look for Baltimore. It's a really it's a they're just a tough team to analyze. And then Yeah, they're so inconsistent. For sure. And yes, they looked really good to start the year and they looked like the Ravens of last year maybe a little worse on the offensive side, but they looked really good and they're just on the downswing right now. And now another team, another good game that came down to the wire, a team that's been on just a downswing that I think most of the NFL fans are happy to see the Patriots and the bills are really tough to analyze. Also, they've, played really well in a lot of games, but they've also looked very sloppy in a lot of other ones, like this game against the Patriots. The only reason they won was because Cam Newton made a mistake at the very end. Yeah, I think the Bills are one of the teams that need to be a little bit more consistent with the way they play, because right now you can't really tell if they're going to be that well or if they're going to do that well or not. Um, And then Patriots, man, that's just a sad story, you know. You give it to your quarterback that's been so dominant in the rush game, especially early in the season. And, you know, if you're Cam Newton, you just got to hold on to the ball. You're in good position to go down there, win a game, but you just can't fumble the ball. Cracks me up how you still have him on both of your fantasy teams. (laughs) Ah, yes, I do. I still think he can rebound, but um, doesn't look too good right now. Not... So when people were talking about after Brady left, oh, the Patriots are going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. And then they started looking good a bit at the beginning of the year. I'm like, eh, whatever happened to that whole tank thing? Oh, they've got Belichick as a coach. They'll be fine. I think it's a legitimate tank. I'm not sure. They're definitely not worse than the Jets. The Jets are historically bad. But it, it's it makes me happy to see an evil empire in the NFL just going down so harshly. Yeah, uh, this is definitely not the narrative I expected. Tom Brady's team doing really well versus Belichick's team doing bad. I thought it would be the other way around. Overall, big surprise there in the Patriots. Yeah, everybody's saying they have no talent. It's And they really... when I, th- I think there was an anonymous NFL executive who said that the Patriots have like the least amount of talent out of any team in the league. Here's the thing, I don't think that's true. I think that's a I don't think it's an understatement, but I don't think it's true. I think the Jets have like no talent. Sorry Jets. But you guys yeah, suck. True. Yep. But the the Patriots just have the management and the coaching. So, yeah. That's that's my take on the Patriots and then another team that is underperforming the Niners. The, the Seahawks took care of business, and it wasn't even close. And now the Niners... Well, The I injury bug. The oh inju- injuries are one thing, and you have so much talent on the team that's being held back by one man, and that one man is Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the Niners have so much potential... They just lack a quarterback that can really hold the team together. Um, and I, I think that's the biggest weakness of the Niners right now. And it could it could uh, end up being a weakness that lingers and could be detrimental considering how good that defense is. And once 
all those players need re-signing, they won't have the cap space to do so. That's why I think they're going to move on from Garoppolo. I think it's I think Lynch is a smart enough GM that he sees something is wrong with his quarterback and I think he's going to fix it in the offseason. I don't think Garoppolo's going anywhere. I think they're going to try to nurture him. I don't think it's going to work, but I think he might be the best they can do for a little bit. For a little bit, for a, well, well not right now. I mean, he's out with that ankle sprain and I'm not sure I'm not I'm not sure he's going to be able to come back. I think it might be Nick Mullins, the Nick Mullins show the rest of the year and that's a problem and then just moving over to Seattle. Give me your take on your Seahawks to make because they look pretty good. Uh yeah, um I was very happy with last Sunday's performance. You know, the defense really came together for the first 3 quarters. Uh, Seattle obviously loves to give the other team like insane amount of points and yards in the fourth quarter when we're winning by a bunch. Like, I don't know, we're, we're just good at blowing our leads and making it close. But at the end of the day, we won. The defense played better than it did in many other games, which is really good to see. Um, all sort of All sorts of people who had no names until now come up on the defense, start playing cornerbacks and get picks. The turnover game for Seattle has been doing really well. Russell Wilson is back to his MVP form this week. He played well. Um, just a lot of good things from Seattle this week. I agree. that they're, they're definitely still a big Super Bowl contender. And then next game, I want to talk about two teams that aren't necessarily Super Bowl contenders, but it was one of the best finishes I've seen. In an NFL game, the Chargers and the Broncos. I didn't think much of it, but I was watching the Saints-Bears game, and once that game went to overtime, I just decided to turn on the Chargers-Broncos game, and oh boy, got an interesting ending. That was crazy. Pass to the end zone. Looks like it's broken up. Looks Looks like it's probably game over. Pass interference flags. And the funny part is, I told my dad when we were watching, wouldn't the Broncos love a defensive pass interference call right here? They got it. And then the last play, they originally signaled that that pass was incomplete because the receiver was out of bounds, but they overruled their own ruling and called it a touchdown. And they got it right. And then the extra point, we saw a flag fly in. And it was against the Chargers. So, you know what? Chargers, you blew it. Yeah, the Chargers, um, just the flags really hurt them there in the end. And I think the main takeaway from this game is Drew Locke is here to stay. Um, and the Broncos have a bright future, I think. Yeah, once they get some of their guys back from injury next year, I think they'll be a team to watch. And even right now, I don't think they're a playoff team at the moment, but I think that they could make a little noise and just show the NFL what they are capable of. They did it last year with a seven and nine record. I think did they? Yeah, they went seven and nine last year. I think and because they heated up late. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, the Broncos are just there. They're they're just there. 
They're not horrible. They're not yeah. great. They're just there. Yeah. So, yeah, and the Chargers, Justin Herbert, I think is oh, he's he's offensive rookie of the year at this point. No question about that. In in my opinion, he's yeah, he's I, he's been so good. I think Joe Burrow is trying to put up a fight to that, and I I don't think it's a lock fight yet. But Justin Herbert, both of them look really good at the start right as of now. So I can't really say which one I'd pick for. Yeah, apparently Herbert's actually got the so far got the NFL rookie record for most yards per pass not not all purpose yards, pass yards per game with three hundred and three point three per game, which is insane for a rookie. And then yeah. next game, the one I was watching before, Chargers, Broncos, Saints, Bears, this one was an interesting ending also. Um with a late field goal and then overtime field goal game over got free football which was awesome I always enjoy that I don't care who's playing if there's overtime you never know who's gonna win it's always fun to watch but the main story from this game was a little fight yeah, yeah, that that was it, pretty funny. It was hilarious watching it live because it, nobody has any idea what the heck is going on. I don't know. It was such a weak punch, too. It looked so puny. It was, I mean, Gardner Johnson, CJ Gardner Johnson's just standing there. He didn't and, even flinch when he got hit either. It was so funny. Yeah, that was so funny. And <laughs> I mean, what the heck? Like getting spit on and all this crap. It sounds so it's, immature to me. I know. It was a good fight, too, which was the funny part because often in the NFL, fights are just so stupid. But this one was actually funny. Yeah. And I think. I, I don't even know at this point. I think Javon Wims, uh <laughs> Yeah, that, that suspension definitely needed. But you gave us one of the best fights in recent NFL history, which was awesome. And to the teams, the Saints and the Bears both look like they're a bit overrated. Yeah, I think both teams are middle of the road teams at this point. Uh, Drew Brees is a shell of his former self. Uh, Chicago's quarterback situation is something else. Um, I don't know. I don't really know if either team will make the playoff. I think the Bears have a better chance than the Saints at this point. But, um, you know, you never really know with the way that the NFL playoffs work, especially with the seventh seed. So, um, And a possible eighth seed, as we learned this week, they're trying to get because of covid cancellations and stuff and not being able to make stuff up but we'll, we'll just have to see how that stupid. plays out <laughs> we can definitely not have an eighth seed oh so funny story smeek and i were talking earlier this week and he's whining because about this whole eighth seed thing because then seattle would get a first run by and then i tell him that's the definition of rich people problems i mean come on <laughs> well <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess if my team was a, the Seahawks were a wild card team that was looking into the playoffs right now, I'd be all for the eighth seed, but I don't know. I just feel like it would be a stretch to add two whole playoff spots in one year. Well, and then it's a fifth, and then half of the teams make it to the playoffs and not. I just feel it devalues the playoffs, and I don't know. I just think the seventh seed is should where where it should end. This is a weird year. I mean, baseball even they added the three extra playoff teams, and that was interesting. I mean, it would be an extra playoff game, extra two playoff games actually. But yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. That it it might not happen. So. We'll just have to wait and see on that. And then I touched earlier on the show about the Buccaneers and Giants game. <sighs> Thank you, Giants, for so far not blowing the tank. I appreciate it. That That's all I have to say. Uh, that's all I have to say, yeah. tank. As a Seahawks fan, I was real losing or rooting for the Giants there for seeding mm-hmm. and stuff. But, um... mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that that game became as close as it is just kind of shows that the Buccaneers aren't perfect yet. No, no team is perfect. Weaknesses. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it it should be a humbling game. Uh, and if you're Tom Brady, you're lucky you didn't actually lose that game. Um, and well, the Giants are what they are. They're still going to be a first or second draft pick, but um. The Bucks were a little underwhelming, but I think they'll bounce back. I don't think it's anything to worry about if you're a Bucks fan. And I, yeah, I don't think there's much more to that. And if it weren't for Ron Rivera's stupidity in that first game against Washington, he, they, the Giants would not have a single win this year. And I would have been happier with that. Yeah. Speaking of a guy that has been associated with tanking quite a bit, for, at least from last year, Tua Tagovailoa. We had a, bit of a fight about this and not to brag or anything that was right yeah um yeah to to uh um well i i still don't know if he's gonna be really good or not i mean he didn't really put up that massive numbers or anything he didn't get that many attempts either but I think the Dolphins won that game because of their defense and their special teams, a little less of their offense, I think. But overall, it, it was still pretty nice to see Tua come out and play his first NFL game, and I, and it's just nice to see that it's wholesome and it's good watching. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was the defense and special teams show last week in the Miami game. And that's that's really all I have to say. Tua, you've got some room for improvement, but I'm happy to see you here. Now, yeah. new NFL news from the last week. Just want to run over a couple trades that happened at the typically boring trade deadline, which we thought was actually going to be a lot more entertaining than it turned out to be. So Desmond King gets traded from the Chargers to the Titans. The Titans need more defense, and I think that's a good move for them. Uh, Quan Alexander for Kiko Alonso. Uh, I think the Niners are trying to cut salary at this point. Carlos yeah, Dunlap. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Carlos Dunlap to Seattle. Seattle can always use more defense at this point, and they got Especially him cheap. 
Yeah, exactly. And they got Dunlap for cheap because they wanted out of the of the Bengals. And then Everson Griffin to the Lions. I think the Lions are frauds, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, they're not going to really do much this year. Everson Griffin is just a nice touch, I guess. I don't really know. Yeah, he'll he'll be around. He's he's a guy to have, and if you somehow do make the playoffs, if the Lions do, yes. it's, it'll be a nice guy to have. That and, would be important. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Then Marcus Golden from the Giants to the Cardinals. Giants get a six-round pick for him. I think Golden was on a one-year deal. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's a good move for the Cardinals. They can always use some defense, too, because that is kind of their weakness right now the other i guess the other weakness is just reliance on guys like deandre hopkins but yeah well we can just see how that one plays out and then the joke of a team the vikings trading yannick Ngakwe to baltimore after just trading for him at the beginning of the year they just had to get something for him in a season that's basically long gone and they did they got they got something so, yeah, Vikings, uh, think before you trade next time, maybe. Yeah, I think this Yannick Ngukwe thing is nonsense for the Vikings. I think it just seals the deal that the Vikings think that they're not going to be worth anything this year. And it kind of seems like the Vikings are, like, ready to start fresh and go into a rebuild. Yeah, though um, they've got pieces to rebuild around, thank goodness, for them with... Even, I, I, I'm thinking Cook, Jefferson, and even Thielen at this point. Yeah, I think the only good thing happening for the Giants, or sorry, Vikings right now, is Jefferson is a is a star to come. I think he's going to have a good future in the NFL. He's He reminds me a lot like Stefan Diggs. He is the new Stefan Diggs of the Vikings. Um, it just It's just nice to see that. And then the Ravens are... Um, the Ravens are smart, I guess, to trade for a team. You know, you want to try to, if you're making the Super Bowl push, you want to stack your team as heavily as you can. Um, I still don't think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, um, but it's it's definitely a good move if you're a Ravens fan. You should be happy about it. Yeah, they got him on the cheap too, which was the good thing. So after that, yeah, this boring trade deadline, this boring recap, I guess, I kind of want to get into some awards from last week. Um, so first I want to do three stars of the week. And I think I'm going to speak for both of us on the first one. Dalvin Cook, four touchdowns against the Packers and a big upset. We actually forgot to touch on that game. Yeah, the Packers, uh, just a just an upset, I think. And Cook ran all over them. He touched down yeah, all over them. And yeah, I don't, I don't think it's anything to be too alarmed if you're a Packers fan. I think you guys will re- rebound. It's a division game. Anything can happen in division games. Um, Dalvin Cook cooked. There's nothing much more to say about that. I mean, yeah, he's my first star of the week too. I think he, it's well deserved. Um, there's really nothing more you can say because Dalvin Cook, he just dominated. He sure did, and then. Um, do you have a second star of the week, Smeek? I do, and that's going to go to the Falcons' defense and special teams. Um, Or not Falcons. I don't know why I said Falcons. (laughs) Dolphins. Sorry. Yeah. The Dolphins' defense and special teams. I don't know why I did that. 
Um, but yeah, like, like we said when we talked about the Dolphins game, they played a really, really good game. Uh, scoring two touchdowns, it's it's rare enough to see one coming from those two side on that side of the ball, but getting two is crazy. So, uh, big props to the Dolphins defense and special teams. Really good job. Yeah, that was that was an impressive showing, and I'm also going to give my second star of the week to the Dolphins defense and special teams. Just it, it's what carried them to that win over the Rams, and. There's not there's not much more to say about that, to be completely honest with you. And my third star of the week goes to the great, the one and only Patrick Mahomes. Uh there's it's it's self-explanatory. He had a ridiculous game versus <laughs> the Jets touchdowns. Great week to have him in fantasy, which was awesome. So yeah. Congrats to Patrick Mahomes. You deserve that contract. Yeah, I think... I don't really know if um they needed to go overboard with the 10-year deal or whatever, but um, but it's, it's definitely... He got paid, and he definitely deserves what he got paid. Uh, yeah, there's just no question about it. I think he's an awesome quarterback, but I do not actually have him as my third star of the week. I have Drew Locke as my third star of the wow. week. Wow. Leading the wow. Broncos to that comeback victory. I think I think he deserves it. I think Patrick Mahomes will definitely get more spots in our three stars in the future, but I think I think Drew Locke rose from you know, someone you wouldn't think of right away for a three-star. And that's that's why I'd aboard him my third and final star. I think that's another well-deserving pick right there. Now, I want to move to three flops of last week. I'm just going to give you... I'm just going to give it to you quick here. First one goes to Mike McCarthy. My second one goes to Javon Wims. And my third one is going to go to... The New York Jets, because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a funny one at the end. But yes, I I hundred percent agree with you. Um, with the uh the pick on Mike McCarthy, I'd go with that one too. You know, you're the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys have a lot of injury issues and that, but the Eagles are crap too, and I. I don't know. I was just expecting a little more competitiveness, and Mike McCarthy just played an awful game, too. So I completely agree with you for the first flop. Um, if I were to go with my second flop, I'd pick Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, if all you can do is put up six points against the Raiders, I don't really know if you're pr- primed to be a successful team in the year. Now, I know the Raiders have been inconsistently playing well, but this wasn't really a game that the Raiders played too well. Um, Baker Mayfield wasn't awful. He just wasn't that good or as dominant as you would expect against the Raiders, like I said. Uh, So that's why he earns his spot as my second flop of this week. And um, my third flop of the week is probably going to go to Jimmy Garoppolo. Poor guy got injured. Uh, He... 
I know he got injured, which I feel bad giving a flop to someone who got injured. But honestly, the the game he played before that, I watched that entire game like I do. It was just bad. I I remember how he would play last year because, of course, I watched those games too. Wasn't nearly close to that. No touchdowns and a pick when you were in Seahawks territory. Unacceptable. That's my flop of the week. And I and I and I do feel really bad giving it to someone who's injured. But I I agree. I think I'm yeah yeah his yeah. I completely agree with that one, too. I think he could definitely be an honorable mention. Now, I want to move ahead to some of the games happening this week, week nine. Um, These are my five games that I think are definitely must-watch or you should watch. First one is Ravens-Colts. This is two solid AFC teams who are both pretty much locks for the playoffs at this point, and this could be important for seeding and stuff. Second one is Bears-Titans, two teams on the downswing, but that both have playoff aspirations, and the Titans are trying to hold their division lead. They're going to try, they're going to have to try and fend off the Colts this week. Third one is Seahawks-Bills. This, I think, is definitely a game Seattle can lose. I think it's one of the few that are upcoming that I think that they have a good shot at losing, but I think it could go either way. This is a good toss-up game between two very solid teams. My fourth one, it's two teams that were very high in the draft order last year, but I think it's based on the past couple weeks is going to be very good. The Dolphins, a team on the upswing, and the Cardinals, a team that has been very solid this entire year so far. And we're, we're going to see Tua. We're going to see Kyler Murray. It's going to be a fun showdown. And then another quarterback showdown for the final must-watch game of the week. And I think it is the must-watch game of the week. The Saints and the Buccaneers. Brady and Breeze. The Saints now at this point need a prove-it game. Michael Thomas is back. And the Buccaneers, they did not have a good week last week either. So I think they need a bit of redemption. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, If I were to run through those games again, Ravens-Colts, I'm on the upset bus on this one. I think the Colts are going to upset the Ravens. I wouldn't even call it an upset. I wouldn't even call it an upset at this point. I still think it's an upset. I don't really think it's that much of a toss Their defense is too good. Their defense is too good. I I think this is a Colts win coming up. The Ravens lose two in a row. Um, But I, I... just think the Colts have the momentum right now, and I think they can definitely do it. I think um, the Colts so, won too. Alright, um, so Bears-Titans both teams have lost two in a row now after looking kind of don- dominant. Uh, unfortunately, one team has to go three losses straight. Um, I don't know. This is going to be a really close game. You gave uh, away who you're I picking. Like you gave away who you're picking. I feel like the Titans are the type of team who have a lead in the fourth quarter. And the Bears are the type of team that will be down in the fourth quarter. But the Bears have done it time and time again and come back in the fourth quarter. And the Titans have blown their fourth quarter leads. I'm picking the Bears on this one. 
you probably don't agree with me on that one, but I I, I, I have to disagree. The Bears are on a much bigger downswing than the Titans, and I think Derrick Henry is actually going to run all over the Bears, and I think Tannehill's actually going to be able to pick apart their secondary. So I think the Titans win this game. So my first two picks are Colts and Titans. Think- They'll remain tied for the division lead. Interesting. Uh, Seahawks-Bills, like you said, this is a game that Seattle could lose. I don't have a very good feeling about this one. Uh, Just going into the game, I just feel like this is the type of week where the Bills are going to play well. It's a road game. I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about it. I'm picking the Bills to upset the Seahawks. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I think think the Bills win this game. I I I think it's just going to yeah. be an upset. I think this is a game Seattle has to lose. They're going to have to lose some games at some point. They're not perfect. And I think this is a game they will lose. Dolphins Cardinals, I'm going to pick the Cardinals in this one. They've just proved themselves to be better so far this year than the Dolphins have. Well, and this is a game that I think is going to be closer than you may think because I think, you know, the Dolphins, they already come out, beat the Niners, they beat the Rams. Niners suck. um, They're doing pretty decent against the NFC West. I don't know. I, I think that with the Cardinals inconsistencies, I'm going with the Dolphins upset. Okay. 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 That's that's fair. Yeah. I I don't think the Cardinals can play lockdown every week. I also think they got pretty lucky to beat Seattle because that that really was our our game to win. You blew um, it. We blew it. You blew yeah, it. I was about to say we blew it. <laughs> uh, I just don't think the Cardinals can be that dominant this many games in a row. They still haven't. I don't know. I just. Don't think the Cardinals are winning this game. I have the Dolphins upsetting them. Um, Saints Buccaneers. Ooh, good, good game. This is going to be an amazing game. One, it's probably all five of these are good games, but I think this might it could it has the potential to be the one that goes into overtime and gets really close at the end. Um, I. I don't know. You know the Saints. The Saints won when they first played each other, but I feel like the Buccaneers team has grown since then. They're playing well. Together. Antonio Brown's coming too. They're just much more coordinated. Well, I think Antonio Brown's a ticking time bomb for that team. So I don't really think see that as that much of a positive. Um, but I will be going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game. It's it's a one point win or a one field goal win, something like that. It or maybe a touchdown in overtime. I don't really know, but it's 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 just going to be a really really cl- close one. Yeah, I think it's going to be close too. And I actually think that I was thinking earlier this week that the Buccaneers are going to take this game, but now that Michael Thomas is coming back. And the fact that the Buccaneers almost lost to the Giants. It, it pains me to, like, okay. rip yeah. my team so much. 
this year, but I have I feel like I have to do it. I feel like it's my duty to society at this point. I think that the Saints I think that the Saints will win this game. I think it will be close. Not it will not be a blowout like week one was, and I think the Saints win this game. Yeah, I actually really like your thinking there. Uh, one game I did want to just touch on really quick. I kind of want to call this game the loser. <gasps> yes! The and football Woo! team. I don't know. <laughs> this game is a toss-up. <laughs> both teams are kind of... Golden crap. Tate is... <laughs> well, both teams Golden Tate got himself benched because he has no <laughs> discipline, apparently. Washington, please. Please, be... Washington, win. Win, Washington, game. please. This is a tragic game. I think Dan oh, no. oh. has a Giants beating them. Oh my god. And you know I'm on this football team, uh. but no. <laughs> I think the Giants are gonna win. Daniel Jones, he'll have three points. He's not gonna fumbles, throw three interceptions to Washington. Can see him do it. He's uh, good. He's uh, good. Shut up. Oh, but he'll have a few touchdowns. <laughs> he'll have a few touchdowns. I don't think I don't think the Giants are really in tank They're mode in tank either. mode. If you're telling me the Giants aren't in tank mode, yeah. you know what? I'm I'm this close to kicking you off the show. The fact that you're saying the Giants are not in tank <laughs> mode makes me want to boot you out of here right now. <laughs> they're, 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 they're a crappy uh, team, and that's why they're losing. in tank mode. <laughs> I don't. How? How? The Explain to me how they're not in tank <laughs> mode. Oh my gosh! Explain how they're not in tank mode. Daniel Jones is just not good. But, but <laughs> what if Daniel Jones isn't good? How are they not in tank mode? How are they not in tank mode if ja- if Daniel Jones isn't good? Wouldn't they be tanking to get someone like Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence? You're contradicting yourself. How- no, no. That, that is I, so I just... contradiction if I've ever heard it in my entire life. The, the Giants have the Giants have given up too much for Daniel Jones. They can't just abandon him like that. Dave Gettleman um, is crap. So, you know what? <laughs> trading up to the sixth pick. They didn't trade up to the sixth pick. They didn't trade up to the sixth pick. They had the sixth pick. Or they had the sixth pick and just... Oh my god. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I just think this will be a funny game to watch. But... Yeah, as as Urinating Tree would say, tank di- it's tank division and it's tank bowl. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that goes into um one of your bold predictions, which we'll get into right now. Um. Well, the first bold prediction I want to go with for this week is that the Bears will hold Derrick Henry under fifty rushing yards. And no touchdowns rushing. Uh, that's my bold prediction number one. The Bears' rush defense locks it down. Derrick Henry gets... Dang. Yep. Um, my second bold prediction of the week 
is part of the Giants Redskins game. Mm, you did it again. And you did it again. Daniel you Jones did it again. Nope, no, no, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. You did it again. Yes, That's sir. Oh, <laughs> man, it just feels like a second nature. I, I, I mean, people, Jesus. I was, right. uh, announcers are doing it too, so. Yeah, all right, so the football team. <laughs> all right, well, we can focus on the ball prediction. Um, Daniel Jones, three touchdowns, 300 passing yards. I, I could see that. The Giants I could see this that, game. to be completely honest. This this is my <sighs> bold prediction. Daniel Jones does good. He might even get 50-plus 50, 50 rush yards. Oh, sure. I think he'll be their leading rusher. Yeah, that's, yeah da- Daniel Jones has a good week against uh football team. Yeah. That so <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the football team. So. <laughs> yeah. And then... Here's another bold prediction, and my final one of the week. Antonio Brown will have the most yards for the Buccaneers this week. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Tom Brady likes him as a target, apparently. I just think he'll have the most yards. I think he's going over 100 for sure. I think he catches one or two touchdown passes also. I think think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I think he's going to be a major part of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do want to go for mine here. Um, my first one is going to be that the oh boy, I don't know if I should say this. I'm I might have to fire myself from my own show here. Actually, I'm going to save that one for last. Uh, my first one is going to be that um, the Bills will beat the Seahawks. I think just with what we've seen from the Bills trending downwards and Seattle staying consistently good, I think that this is technically kind of an upset. So that is kind of my first bold prediction of the week. My second bold prediction of the week is that I think Deshaun Watson is going to have 400 yards and four touchdowns versus Jacksonville. I mean, this is two bad teams, so we didn't really touch on them very much. But I think Watson is a talented quarterback going against a crap Jaguars team. You said they'd make the playoffs. I still remember you saying that, and I can't forgive you for that. But 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 Watson Watson we know is a good quarterback and I feel really bad for him just as a side note. So yeah, I think I think Deshaun Watson throws for 400 yards four touchdowns in this game versus Jacksonville. And then my last bold prediction, the one you've all been waiting for that could get me fired from my own show, like I said earlier. The Jets will beat the Patriots. Uh, this is your selfishness as a Giants fan. You want the Giants to get this is not my selfishness. It's the fact that the Patriots suck. (laughs) This is not gonna happen. 
I I think they're gonna have to win a game somewhere. Maybe, maybe. It's I'm I'm gonna say it happens, and if I am right on this one. Oh, that's tragic. There's no yeah, way. If 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 you're right, you guys better follow us on Spotify. You should you should anyway. Should follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. But you better if the Jets win this game. Oh my yeah. god. Ugh. Yeah, that would be tragic for the Patriots. It really would be. I mean, that that would be the end of the dynasty. The dynasty's already over. But that would confirm it. Fair. Fair. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was that was that was really fun. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I think I think some of these bold predictions are actually really good predictions, to be completely honest with you. So yeah, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, Smeek, thank you so much for joining me here today on Football Facts. Sorry we were gone for so long. The I've I've just been super busy and I also had the podcast rebranding and stuff, but we're back. We're not going anywhere. Yes, Meek, thank you for joining me as always. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you so much for that awesome conversation, Smeek. That was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. So, as always, thank you guys so much for coming on and listening. I really appreciate it. And I just wanted to tell you guys, you know that you can send me voice messages. And you can send me anything just telling me what you think of the show. Questions. You can send some to me or for me and Smeek to answer on Football Facts. Because we're going to be doing that every week. Just... Send us voice messages on anchor.fm slash bigapplebytes. That is anchor.fm slash bigapplebytes. No caps or anything in Big Apple Bytes. No spaces. Just all one word. So yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. It would add some livelihood to the show. And thank you guys so much again for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.